there. Welcome once again to Following the Truth. My name is Gary Zimak. It's the beginning of a new week for our Give Up Worry for Good program. Week six. Today we're going to look at, where we will begin, I should say, a week focused on God, His power in our lives. I begin the chapter with the following quote from St. Paul's letter to the Philippians. Philippians 4.13, I can do all things in him who strengthens me. Don't you love that? I'm sure you've heard that Bible verse many times. I do believe, however, that it gets taken out of context. What exactly does it mean? Let's talk about it. I'll tell you this. It's incredibly comforting, but we want to make sure we don't read too much into it. We don't want to read into it what St. Paul did not intend. Yes, God can help us handle any problem that we face. That doesn't mean we can do anything. And we'll talk about that because, let me tell you, it is really a good news message because otherwise, if you look at it and say, wait a minute, St. Paul, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, is telling me that I can do anything. Well, I don't know if that's true. And when we when we begin to look or read too much into Bible verses, we get ourselves in trouble. But it is a very comforting and empowering message because basically through the uh, the Holy Spirit, oh boy, Gary swallowed the wrong way, excuse me. I had to take a sip of my water. I knew that was coming. <clears throat> when I was when I was making that point, I said, uh oh, this is it's gonna end up in a coughing fit unless I recover quickly. But uh, but Saint Paul, see what you get when you when you tune into my show. You never you never quite know what you're gonna get, right? Um, one thing for sure, I'm honest with you. I, I don't I don't try to hide anything. Saint Paul is reminding us that if the Lord brings us to it, He's going to bring us through it. That's an old saying, but it really has um, it has a lot of truth in it. So this week is all about taking our eyes off of our problems, and I'm going to share some things about. They were going through my mind last night to, um, and I really believe the Holy Spirit leads me to help me to, to, to bring these points, drive these points home to you by things that are happening in my own life. The Holy Spirit leads me. I'm going to share some, some thoughts that I had last night, but the real, the focus this week, we're kind of doing a pivot. Last week, we were concentrating on the fact that we have problems. We have struggles. It all doesn't go smoothly in life. This week, we pivot and we concentrate on the fact that God is with us and God is bigger than our problems. You know, it's a little different than two weeks ago when we talked about, we looked at the power of God. Yeah, it's important to understand that he's powerful. But this week, it's more than that. It's the fact that he's with us and he's bigger than our problems. So now we know God's powerful. We know we have problems and you don't really need me to, to remind you that you have problems. We, we, we know that, right? Life has challenges. But God is with us, and that's the focus this week. So that's what we're going to talk about all this week, beginning today. Why don't we pray? Let's turn to our Father in heaven, and let's begin this show in prayer. And I would be so honored if you would join me. Okay, will you do that? All right, let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Father in heaven, we give you thanks for this opportunity to to speak to you in prayer. Father, we thank you for bringing us along, for bringing us to this point in the day. Thank you for providing for all of our needs from the moment we were first conceived right up until the present time. Father, we 
turn to you with all of our needs today. We present our needs to you. We ask you to accept them, to take care of our problems in the best way possible, letting us know what we need to do. And Father, we ask that you bring healing to anyone who might be struggling with anxiety, with uncertainty, with discouragement today. Bring healing to them and let them feel your peace and allow them to regain their hope through your supernatural intervention. Father, I ask you to use me as your instrument today. I ask you to give me the words so that I can deliver the message that you have for us. I ask you to open all of our minds and all of our hearts so that we can respond to this message and so that we can put it into practice. Father, I ask these things in the name of Jesus Christ, your Son and our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And welcome. Thank you for so much for joining me today and for praying with me. I'm Gary Zimak. Hope you had a great weekend. Um, week six, week six of Give Up Worry for Good, day one of week six. We're getting started. So we got week six, seven, and eight, and then we'll wrap things up for a few days afterwards. I really hope that you're benefiting from this Give Up Worry for Good program. Hope you're enjoying the book. And I'm, I'm trusting that you are seeing some fruits in your life, even if it's minimal. I trust that you are seeing some fruits, but we still have plenty of time. So if you're not seeing drastic results, that's okay. Don't panic. And uh, as always, if you have questions, you can email me at Gary at followingthetruth.com. I would like to also invite you, if you've not done so, to check out my website, followingthetruth.com, for more information about my work. You can find out more about me uh, by going to that website. And you can also find out while you're there how you can invite me to speak at your parish or your conference. So followingthetruth.com is the place to go. Um, okay, let's let's talk about this week six. You know, some of some of what I have to say on this program in my daily email reflections, in the book Give Up Worry for Good, some of what I say is it, it's pretty basic. This is basic stuff. It, it, it's information you may have heard before, maybe not always, but you may have heard some of these Bible verses, these messages before. What I'm praying for as we as we go through this is that the Holy Spirit opens up your heart, really touches your heart, and enables you to fully believe it, to believe it and to feel it that this is true. This week when we talk about God being with us, I want you to really, really, really feel the Lord's presence. I want you to feel the presence of Jesus Christ walking with you. I want you to think about him right now. You can't see him, but maybe you can grab a picture of him. Right now, I just moved uh, something that was blocking my view, and I am looking at a picture of Jesus, the divine mercy image. I'm looking at him. And you know, that helps so many times to look at a good image, get your favorite image of Jesus, and recall that he's with you. And speak to him as if you believe he's with you. It doesn't matter if you feel it or not. Just do it. Because the more you do it, and I know it seems weird, but the more you do it, the more real he becomes to you. 
And the really cool thing about Jesus is just like air, just like electricity, he's very real. You might not always be able to see him. You might not always be able to feel him. But when you get into the habit of connecting with him in some way every day through prayer, through the the, the sacraments, you will see results in your life. Just like when you flip on the light switch, just when you turn on your burner on your, your gas stove. You know, you start to, just when you take a deep breath of air, can't see natural gas or air or electricity, but we can see the results of their presence. We can see the effects of what happens when they are present, when they do their thing, if you want to say, if you want to call it that. And I really believe we can see this with Jesus as well. We see changes in our lives. We see answers that we previously may not have thought would have been possible. So we see these changes. And that's one of the ways we become closer to to the Lord. And one of the things that I've noticed, and look, I've, I've been there. I know what it feels like. I know what it feels like when you say, ah, man, I I just don't feel you, Lord. I I just don't feel that you're real. I don't feel your presence, Lord. I've had that conversation with Jesus not that long ago. I'll tell you right now, not that long ago. But intellectually, through the gift of faith, and faith is a gift, and through faith, we can believe in the presence of a risen Savior who is invisible to our eyes. Through faith, we can believe that. Not just intellectually, But when that faith really takes hold of us, we can believe it and feel it in our hearts as well. I have been there, I have felt it, and I have also not felt it. So if you're at the point now where you're saying, I I know Jesus is, I I know, I know he's real, but I just don't feel him. I'm just not buying it. You know, that's okay. That's okay for you to say that. Please, I want you to say that if if that's what you're feeling. But don't just say it. Take it up with him. Talk to Jesus about it and tell him, hey, Lord, I'm not feeling you. I got these problems in my life. I need you to show me. I need you to do something. I need you to get involved. Have that discussion with him. You got to be totally honest with him because he already knows you, you can't fool him. I used to be I used to I used to think that was so weird to have that discussion with Jesus saying, hey, Lord, I don't trust in you. But he knows he already knows I don't trust in him. It's okay. He, he does not hold that against us. That's the, the beautiful thing about our Lord. But have that discussion with him. Tell him you don't feel his presence. This week is all about me sharing some thoughts about how very real the Lord's presence is in our lives. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. They are with you right now. They are with me. Neither one of us can see them. But remember, we can't see air, electricity, or natural gas either. But we believe in those things. Through faith, we can believe in God's presence. And then once we do believe and say, yeah, okay, I believe, don't feel it, but I believe that Jesus is present with me. I believe that the Father is present with me. I believe that the Holy Spirit, yep, they're present. I believe it. Then it's time to act on it. We do that by speaking to them. We do that by affirming that fact that they're present with us as we pray. Father, I know you are present with me right now. Jesus, I know you're walking with me. Holy Spirit, I know you're inside of me. 
I know you're inside of me. I know you're real. Say it. You know, the more you say it, the more you begin to believe it. And then act as if they are real. And I know that sounds crazy, but I, you know, I always, you heard me at the beginning when I prayed, I say, I always ask the Spirit to lead me. And again, I, I, I wasn't going to talk about this, but I just feel the Spirit wants me to tell that to you. You need somebody to tell you, pretend. If you don't feel Jesus is real, I want you to pretend. And doesn't that sound, it just sounds cheesy, doesn't it? Or something's wrong with that. Pretend? Pretend that he's real? No, pretend in your mind that he's real. He is real. But you need to rise above your feelings and pretend if you have to that he's real. Talk to him as if he's real. The more you do that, the more you step out in faith, the more real he becomes to you. And I always try to make that distinction. He is real. No doubt about it. He is real. And through faith, we believe that. But he needs to become real to us. That's the way that you and me can break free from worry by the fact that we accept and we fully believe that Jesus is real. Okay, so in the book, I I start out in week six with this uh, verse from St. Paul, I can do all things in him who strengthens me, Philippians 4.13. And I mentioned in the book that Paul is writing these words while he is chained to a Roman guard. He's under house arrest. And he believes, though, because Jesus is present, that he can do all things. Anything that's God's will for him, he can do. And as hard is as it is to believe, at this moment in time, at the moment in time Paul wrote those words, I can do all things in him who strengthens me. It was God's will for Paul to be under house arrest, chained to that Roman guard. And, you know, we can, we can get into the fact that God does not will evil, which is an absolutely true statement. He does not will evil, but he allows it to exist. He allows it to exist so that he can bring a greater good out of it. The Lord chose, when he created the world, he chose to give us free will. Why? So that we can love him freely. We can enter into a loving relationship with him. We couldn't do that if we didn't have free will. Now, because we have free will, we have the ability to abuse that free will by doing evil. And, and you know, it's just a reality of life. In order for us to love God freely, we have to make that conscious decision that I'm going to love God by obeying him, by doing kind things for other people. This is the way that I love God. But in order to have that free will, uh, in, in order to love him freely, I should say, we need free will. We need the ability to also not love God, to do the wrong thing, which is exactly what's happening with Paul. He's imprisoned for his belief in the Lord. That's an evil action. That is not necessarily what God wants. And he's abused. He's been he's beaten. He's treated unfairly in an uncharitable manner. The Lord doesn't will for that to happen, but he does will. And this gets a little 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 hairy, but it's it's an important important concept. We need to get this. Um the Lord does will 
for Paul to be in that situation by allowing it to happen. I mean, if he wanted Paul to go free, he would break the chains and let Paul go free. There's evidence of that happening in the Acts of the Apostles. And and we see we see examples when the Lord wants something to happen, he can make it happen. So at this point in time, Paul is in a really difficult situation. But he recognizes the presence of the Lord with him. And I think that's what you and I have to do. And I before I talk to the uh, address the main points or the truth to keep in your heart this week, I want to tell you about something that happened last night. I was, uh, sometimes I do this. I go to sleep and then I wake up for some unknown reason, uh, not all that long later. So I went to bed at a, a normal time and I woke up at 4 a.m., which is not a, not a great time to wake up. Uh, I knew I was going to be tired. So it was, it was not something I, um, it's not something I was excited about, but I was up and, you know, because it was 4 a.m. and my head was a little groggy, I, I began to try to talk to Jesus and, and because I always, as I go to bed the night before, I always, when my wife and I are saying our prayers, I always make it a point to to say to Jesus, Jesus, I, I just ask you to stay in the room with us and watch over us in case we wake up. I, I want to know you're there. And I did that, so I, I was aware of his aware of his presence, but I just couldn't put the words together because I was I was groggy. You know, it, it was still a few hours till I had to get up. I when I wake up in the middle of the night, a lot of times I can be a little incoherent when it comes to formulating prayers, and that was the case. So then my mind began to think of all of the things that need to be done around the house. We have some, our stairs in the back need painting, or the stairs in the front need painting, and there, there's weeding that needs to be done. Now, a lot of these things I have no clue how to do. I uh, Home repairs, they're just not my specialty. And as you, as you know, because I've been, I've been sharing this with you, financially, being in full-time ministry, it's, it's a difficult way to make a living. I mean, I can barely meet the expenses the, the, the living expenses, and we live very modestly, but it's bad enough to not be able to do that. But then you got these additional things, and there's some work on the floors and the bathroom that, that absolutely is going to need to be done one day. And, and, and these things could be pretty expensive. So, <coughs> so <coughs> here I go again. I'm getting, <coughs> pardon me. I don't know what's going on. My allergies are, are driving me crazy today. So I have these things, and my mind started to spin. And uh, and, I, and I talked to the Father, and I said, Father, you know, Jesus said to ask you, and well, I need some money. Um, it's summer. Speaking is just about non-existent, or it is non-existent at the moment. And there's there's really not much coming in. And my mind started to spiral downward a little bit. And I, I thought, you know, this is a, this is a good... This is a good week to have this happen. Do I do I like this? No, I don't. I, I don't like to think of things like that. And and, and I really believe, and I, and I think this is where what I'm telling you might be able to help you. I really believe that what's important is to understand, and we, we worked all last week on this, that every now and then our minds are going to go worst case or down a road where we, we start that, that what if game. It's going to happen. 
It might not happen as much, but from time to time, it will probably happen. If you're prone to doing that, it's probably going to happen. The key is, and I, I believe the key is to this whole give up worry for good process, is to be able to get yourself back on track. And, and that's the key. You know, your, your mind might still start to race a little bit, but what we want to do is, like Peter, when he was trying to walk on the water, and he began to sink when he took his eyes off of Jesus, ultimately, he got his eyes back on Jesus in a hurry. And he said, Lord, save me. And in fact, that's what this week is all about. It's getting the focus off of the problems, of, of the painting and the floors that have to be fixed, and all the home repair issues, or the health issues, or the whatever your issues are. It's getting the eyes off of them, and getting them back on the all-powerful God, who happens to be your Father, and your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. Getting your eyes back on God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That's the secret. Now, it doesn't mean you don't have to handle your problems. You do. But what you don't want to do is just sit there and ruminate on what might happen or how bad this will get or is this ever going to change because that's not productive. Yeah, there's a time when you need to think, and I was thinking, who do I need to call and how can I prioritize? What prioritize? What really needs to get done? That kind of thinking, that kind of concern about your problems, God wants you to do that. But he doesn't want you to just imagine what's going to happen if this never gets better. That's when we need to get our eyes on the Lord. So I woke up, I said some prayers this morning, and when I read some scripture and got my focus back on the Lord, I felt better. I still need to take care of these things at some point, but they're not as... Um, debilitating as as they could be if I'm just dwelling on the problems. So I hope that makes sense to you, but by going through this this week, I think it helps me to remember that, yeah, there's going to be times I will look at the waves as Peter did and get scared and begin to sink, but that's when I need to catch myself, turn to Jesus who is standing there, as we'll talk about this week, and say, Lord, save me. So you know that process, I'm afraid I panic slightly and then, whoa, turn to Jesus. Hey, Jesus, help me. You know, help me help me with this problem, Lord. And not just help me take the, take the fear away, Lord. Guide me. Guide me. Let me know how we can fix this. Please, please let this work out and let me know what role I play. You know, he does care about our material problems, our temporal issues. He doesn't just care about spiritual things. So if you're struggled, if you're worried about something around the house... Or if you need a job, make sure you talk to him about that. He really does care. All right, I want to make the five. And, you know, I like to share these things with you because I want you to know that I go through these struggles, too. I'm not, I'm not immune to these temptations, to worry. I'm not immune to them. And, and I'm somebody who tends to be anxious. So I really understand that. But the key, this is what we want. We want to let these trials and tribulations and our tendency to be anxious, we want to let these things direct us to the Lord and run into His arms and ask for help. Um, and, and that's the key. Let's look at these truths to keep in our heart this week. Number one, Jesus is with us in the midst of our trials. So He's with us. He is with you right now. He is with me. 
You might not be able to see him. You might not be able to feel him. But he's with you. Number two, unless we make a conscious effort to connect with the Lord daily, we will experience stress and burnout. And and what we're doing is, through this program, we are making a conscious effort to connect with the Lord every day. And we want, we want to keep that up. We want to make it a point to do that. Number three, we were created with a built-in longing for God. And, uh, and that's something that a lot of us don't think about, but that, that desire for peace, that desire for enjoyment, that desire for love, that really, these things are really desires for God. And he's the only one who's going to fill, the, fill this void in us on a long-term basis. Unfortunately, we look to many other comforts to make us feel good, but that kind of comfort doesn't last. Uh, number four, although we have very little control in life, we always have the ability to spend time with God. This does not depend on favorable circumstances. So even in the midst of your problems, even in the midst of a crisis, you can make that conscious decision to spend time with the Lord and say, Lord, I'm going to turn to you. I'm scared, but I'm going to turn to you. And finally, it's easy to focus on our problems because we can perceive them with our senses. Exactly. Focusing on an invisible God takes effort at first, but becomes easier with time. And that's what I would have to say. Uh, you know, it, 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 it does come, it does get easier. It really does. And the more time you spend talking to the invisible God who is with you at all times, the more real he becomes to, to you. And the more real he becomes to you, the less scary those, those problems become. Because you understand you're in the presence of, a all, of an all-powerful God who loves you with an unconditional love. So that's where we're going this week. And, um, and as always, if you have questions, Gary at followingthetruth.com is my email address. Now, God willing, I intend to be back here with you tomorrow, and I really hope you'll be able to join me for week six, day two of Give Up Worry for Good, and and I will continue to keep you in my prayers. I would ask you to pray for me and everybody else who is going through this Give Up Worry for Good program. You know, this is a big deal, and one of the, one of the things that we will see when we try to get closer to the Lord, when we start to, start to try to give up worry and move closer to Him, the devil is going to be all over this. And the devil is going to try to short-circuit our efforts. Don't fall for his lies, okay? We talked about him last week. He's real, but he doesn't have any power over us. Let's continue to move forward, okay? And keep praying for one another. Got it? All right, very good. Hey, followingthetruth.com is my website. If you're able to swing by and leave a donation for my ministry, you know I would appreciate it. And I look forward to being back with you here once again on Following the Truth tomorrow. Have a great night. God bless you. Remember, God's with you.